Hello and welcome to the DC Daily Drop. I'm Tom. And I'm Zach. And we're back to talk Doomsday Clock number five, the latest issue from Jeff Johns and Gary Frank. Uh, and we will be spoiling this, of course. So, Zach, what did you think of this ep- this issue, not episode? Uh, this was a really, really kind of jam-packed issue for Doomsday Clock. It's It f- kind of pressed the fast-forward button on a lot of different storylines and got a lot of progress for each of them. And so that was that's really good to see. We're not even halfway through all the issues so far, but so many things have happened and a, a whole lot happens in this issue that I, I really can't wait to see what can happen in seven more issues if if we've already progressed this far. So, you know, less than halfway through. Yeah, absolutely. This is a DC Universe heavy issue. Lots of, you know, main DC Universe characters, non-Watchmen characters, although the Watchmen characters are involved in pretty much every scene. Uh, it definitely focuses more on this universe and the world and all of the the characters, the heroes, the metahumans, what they're up to and what's going on to the world, what's going on in the world. And I think it sets up some really cool things and the story is starting to come into focus for me a little bit, what the whole 12 issue arc might be. And so it gets me really excited and it's also fun to see, you know, just a, a massive crossover with all these different characters involved in, in juggling storylines. Yeah, the that's the one thing that really stands out is just the insane number of different characters that we get to see. This really is, like you said, a whole kind of universe spanning uh, crossover. Yeah, multiverse. Yeah. Well, even, yeah. So the it kind of opens up on that x-ray that we've seen quite a few times that we've basically just assumed and kind of taken for granted that it's, it's Vite's x-ray and he has a tumor, but maybe he doesn't have a tumor because they don't mention it or maybe she's not looking at the x-ray. I don't know. It's confusing, like a lot of things in kind of Watchmen-esque style. We'll probably probably figure it out later. Yeah, absolutely. Part of the mystery. Um, But we get to see, like you said, we're we're introduced to some more DC characters. We get to see Hawk and Dove. They're arrested in Russia. And Pozar, the Russian version of Firestorm, announces that Russia, or I think specifically Markovia, which is like this, I think, a fake principality within Russia, is closing their borders to everybody because of this metahuman Superman kind of crisis. Yeah, everything going on with the metahumans and the Superman theory that it was called, all of that is really what it was coming into focus. And I'm really excited for what's being set up here. We'll get to a little, little bit at the end when we talk about everything else, but uh, th- this is really starting to intrigue me. Yeah, this is the the most movement we've gotten on that Superman theory. We under kind of understood it before this that you know it's the in case you're forgetting it's the idea that the u.s government created all of the metahumans as kind of like super soldiers and stuff like that and it's named after superman and so everybody's kind of responding to that and what do they do with their metahumans were their metahumans created by the government or not so um, like you said a lot of progress on that uh we also get to see lois lane and clark kent at the daily planet which is is always fun you know just really very classic superman and metropolis and everything so i i like that brief glimpse we got yeah it also shows what the press is thinking of every all of the events that are going on and and how the word is getting out there about and why people are we find out later that people are scared about everything that's going on there's a bit of fear for the superman theory or the metahuman uh issue that's going on so we finally get a good look at that from a public perspective other than how it's impacting just a few people yeah uh, and then we also see Saturn Girl and Rorschach. Remember, they broke out of uh, of Arkham 
the last time we saw them. And so they're, they're together suiting up, trying to go find Dr. Manhattan. Um, and we also see kind of, again, we're watching the news of all these different metahumans from around the world. And we get to see the, the outsiders and uh, the people's heroes and all of these different groups from around the world that might sound familiar if you've read a lot of DC comics. Yeah. We also get uh, Johnny Thunder finally gets out of his yes. retirement home. Um, <laughs> and then he goes on a mission to find the the actual Green Lantern, which was a pretty cool subplot. You know, we we found out he was he was trying to, you know, figure it out, uh, figure out where it is, you know, where his friend Alan, you know, so Alan Scott, he's alluding to where his lantern is because that will help him with something. And this is also, there's been talk about how Doomsday Clock might reintroduce the Legion and the JSA. And so we've got Saturn Girl for the Legion. We've got Johnny Thunder and now potentially Alan Scott's Green Lantern, at least uh, showing the JSA. So I I don't know how that's all going to fit together yet, but it's definitely intriguing. Yeah, very, very intriguing. And anytime you bring in Green Lantern, especially old school, it's pretty cool. Yeah. And that was fun seeing Johnny Thunder, like, well, you felt bad for him. Yeah. But it was also, you know, it was funny when he couldn't get a, a train ticket and he had to ride the bus instead. And, like, his story just sounds totally ridiculous. Like, here's yeah. a delusional 102-year-old man. But he is, he is telling the truth. Right. <laughs> so it was, a, it was a funny scene. But um, I wonder how that's going to fit in. Yeah. And it was cool, too. It was intercut with uh, more Nathaniel Dusk movies, which, if you remember from Watchmen, it features pretty heavily in there as well. So it was cool to see that again. Um, and then another Watchmen character gets to meet Batman and talk to him for the first time. So we get to see Vite talking to him and they fly around in the owl ship. Uh, but it doesn't go so well because he ends up pushing Batman out into an angry mob. And obviously they kind of disagree on how Batman has figured out, read up on what he did in his universe. You know, killing yeah, a bunch got- of people. He's got Rorschach's journal there, so he's right. got all the teeth. He's a red. He knows everything about him, and that gets thrown back in his face because if you remember, you know, people are angry against Batman in this future in the DC universe, and so Adrian throws that right back in Batman's face. Yeah. Uh, we also get to see there's a brief thing with the comedian that doesn't really, there's not much. He's just looking at a dead body and then and leaves, right. but we're just kind of reminded that he's. He's still there. He's alive. He's around. Yeah. Uh, Marionette and Mime are still around. They want to find Joker and they, they do end up, that's kind of the end of the issue is is them meeting up with Joker on top of a building watching Batman get beat up by the angry mob. So that's probably going to be the big story in the next thing. And they've been teasing Joker for a few issues now. I really want to see more of that. Uh, we just got yeah. a tease, but I want to know what, how Mime and Marionette are going to interact with the Joker and <laughs> what a conversation between them is like, well, how that ends, like Joker might just kill him. Yeah. Right. They might try to kill Joker. I have no idea how it's going to, they might seem up. I have no idea how it's going to go. And that's why I'm excited about it. Yeah, me too. Um, and then, yeah, the, a lot of the, the other stuff in the issue is like we said, people kind of freaking out about the Superman theory and all the different metahumans. Black Adam actually kills a, a terrorist and saves reporter Jack Ryder in Syria, which kind of breaks a law that he has, you know, he said he was going to stay in Kandak. And so that breaks the law. But then he invites all the metahumans there to come with him and be protected. And uh, Lois talks to Lex about the the Superman theory. She thought that he is the one who introduced it just because, you know, of his hatred for Superman. But 
Lex says that he didn't, but he's been researching it and says that a metahuman who was once a member of the Justice League is the one making all the metahumans. So that's an interesting little nugget. Yeah, and whether that's true or that's just what Lex is saying, obviously right. we'll have to wait and see. But this this really sets up all the fascinating things. There's essentially a metahuman arms race taking place, it looks like, where there are all these teams, and that comes in the the extra the back matter, I think it's called, the extra stuff at the back, and it shows all these different teams with all these different characters, metahumans. And so it's it's not a nuclear arms race. It is a metahuman arms race and trying to gather up big teams of, of metahumans. Yeah, and this is where, if you didn't think there was enough characters already, then they have, like you said, that back matter, all of the different different teams. There's the there's the metahumans from America, which is just a bunch of different people like Lady Clayface and Man Bat, Firestorm, Killer Frost. Uh, but we also see around the world, People's Heroes, Justice League Europe, Knights Inc., Hayoth, The Doomed, The Great 20, and The Outsiders, which it's a really, really cool to see all of these different teams and, you know, kind of broken out from where they're coming from. Um, but I'm interested how much time we'll actually spend with any of these characters or the teams or anything like that, or if it's more just they'll kind of be mentioned on the fringes and seen on news clips like we've seen in this issue, or will I actually travel there and interact with them? I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know, or I don't know if it'll lead to an all-out battle between the different teams or or what exactly is going to happen there. Um, but I would, I think, you know, it's focusing on the Watchmen characters and sort of the core DC characters, so I, I would assume it would focus on that. But everything that's going on with these different teams, I'm sure will play a big a big role going forward, and I'm fascinated to see how that turns out. Yeah, and they've already, in this issue at least, they spent a good amount of time on, on Pozar, that, that Russian firestorm, mm-hmm. and then also the the Outsiders were mentioned pretty heavily, and so maybe we'll see Geostorm show up, but other than that, I think probably the other ones mentioned at the end, we probably won't see them a lot. It's just kind of letting you know that this is a worldwide problem, and there's, there's many humans everywhere. Yeah, there's going to be big-time ramifications throughout the world for whatever's going on here. Yeah, so like I said, a lot of story progress in this issue not as super like complicated and abstract as maybe some of the other issues have been it was mostly all straightforward just kind of jumping from story to story um so i'm really excited to see what they can do with you know the seven remaining issues if they've if we've gotten this far in the first five yeah absolutely this one was more more straight i don't know if it was more straightforward or we're just getting into the meat of the story now and so things are starting to to really progress and they don't have to do as much setup but uh, even though there's still some setup, I'm yeah, I'm just ready. I just wish you know this was ideally this would be back to monthly and we'd be able to to get through this a little faster. But I'm still excited for everything that's going on here and very interested to see how it turns out. Yeah, me too. All right, that's all we've got for today. Thanks for listening. We'll be back tomorrow.